Hi, hello, hi. Well, 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 well welcome to the the emo social club podcast. I, I'm Brian. I'm Lizzie, and we have a, a, a band guest today, <laughs> a guestly band on on the podcastly band, and uh, we're interviewing a band called Steve Period. Uh, and and here the, and here they are, uh, Kai and Zach. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Zach. Hi, I'm Kai, and it's just Steve, like in a very serious way. That's the period. Steve. <laughs> it's very like poignant. What I said, what is very what I said. Yeah. No, well, the problem is, is that there's another band in New Jersey also called Steve. Their Facebook page is labeled Steve. Open parentheses. The band. Close parentheses. <laughs> Have you bought them yet? <laughs> what was that have you fought them yet for dominance um, I play a show with them like a few times now and they said no but like i think <laughs> i think now that we actually have like you know we we we're we're up close to their level at least we might be able to negotiate something at some point <laughs> do you think it would be like a scott pilgrim versus the world scenario like a battle of the bands but it's like oh, battle of who gets actual names like, i'm only familiar with the movies <laughs> no That's, me too yeah. Okay, all right, cool. I don't know if you're right. those, one of those people. I only know the movie, though. She is one of those people. <laughs> when, like, the dragon comes out and, like, the ants. Yeah. yeah, it's like that. Yeah. Yeah, that'd, be that'd be cool. <laughs> That's, like, the fucking dream for joining a band is just, like, but when do we get, like, the giant speakers and dragons and, like, we have yeah, a battle royale? See like IRL Guitar Hero every time you're on stage or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to see a meter to know how I'm doing. Yeah. Yes. I want to push, push a button that'll make my guitar vocal yeah. and make the crowd go fucking wild. Yeah. Have that special meter and make everybody go electric and crazy. <laughs> Whammy bar everything. <laughs> everything. Man, I would kill just to have as a band and be performing on stage instant feedback like that. Like, how yeah. am I doing? Well, great. I'll keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, we're usually uh, uh, given uh, faces of confusion. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or like, that was it kind of thing. Yeah, I'm used to this. Or the people just like sipping their drink, nodding their head. And you're like, where are you at on the meter right now? Am I a four times <laughs> multiplier? Oh, we're like basically booing, like getting booed off stage, but they're not booing in yeah. the meter. And we definitely, the best we get is to like the yellow, like the okay. Yeah, the yeah. yellow. <laughs> yeah. Just, we're the very okayest band. Um, how are there two Steves in the same area? Uh, parallel thinking kind of thing. I don't know. <laughs> It, we, we didn't really we didn't rip anybody off we say because we didn't know and it was also a joke and it wasn't <laughs> supposed to be called this forever or i mean this wasn't supposed to last this long yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how have you how have you guys made it last so long because i know um i read your recent interview with the alternative and you guys said it was just like a joke band but here you are with a whole lp now <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, just fun, right? Yeah, pretty much. It was just like a good time. And like, there's nothing else to do, I guess. That's what you can, right? We just, yeah, we started playing some shows and then like a bunch of our friends were really into it and really hyped on it. And then we just kept playing some more shows and then you meet other people out of state all of a sudden and like now you're playing there and you know and then we're just kind of going along with the ride and it's almost a normal thing to to expect to get called into new york city every two months yeah. so like, like that's life now yeah. <laughs> it was cool it's cool though yeah um yeah. yeah it's also just like i think we like the music that we play and we don't get sick of it either you know yeah that's true like we don't get bored and we're just like and we always try to change it up i guess i don't know it's hard to say we create a lot of stuff so everything's always new we have a bunch of new songs now that we still have yet to really put together as a yeah. band but it's still exciting and it's still fun <laughs> really good time I was I was just listening to your new your new album and it was like every single track it sounded a little bit different like I vibed with the whole thing because cool. I listened to all that type of like music but I was like oh this all sounds so different even though it kind of yeah. has like the same um, backing that kind of reminds me of like a little bit more like sincere engineer relation a little bit okay okay. Yeah, I do like, uh, I, yeah, well, we all, three of us write songs. Yeah. Uh, so we kind of all listen to a bunch of different music than each other. Or, you know, we do have common yeah. bands, of course. And we also, like, uh, we also kind of write on our own time. Like, we don't, like, meet up and have, like, little, like, jam sessions. We'll just, like, sit in our rooms or, like, in the basement and just, like, play the same song a thousand times and then bring it to each other when there's more of, like, a skeleton. There's a lot of uh, garage band demos. I bought a really cheap interface that you could plug your guitar into your computer really you know, for, like, $20. And yeah. I told Nikki about it. And I was like, and, and so now Nikki and yeah. Zach both make so much garage band demos. I <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun though yeah that's like the way to do it um we should give the audience an idea of where you're from what you play uh what kind of music you're inspired by and what you do uh you know how what you're trying to make <laughs> okay you first oh god um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm Zach and I, I'm from Metuchen, which is like a little like suburban, like white town and like 20 minutes away from like New Brunswick. Um, and, uh, it's, I don't know. I, I was more inspired by like, cause like I started going to basement shows when I was like 15 and it was just cool to see like either kids my age or kids like older than me, uh, like playing in bands and stuff like that. So I always like really wanted to get into it. And then when I finally did, like, there's a lot of things that like go into my like musical head i really honestly cannot give you a really good answer because it's kind of just like all over the place i like to keep myself self like open and like try to like listen to like different things but within like the same realm i don't know i'm also kind of stoned right now so it's very hard <laughs> to <laughs> play in the band I, I drum and i sing i'm sorry i just go on tangents sometimes <laughs> you're so great <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm kind of like guitar in this and um wait where did i grow i grew up in south amboy new jersey which is also a very suburby white town in new jersey <laughs> can you tell that we're ex-suburb kids <laughs> like <can you> yes <laughs> by everything about us yes hey, it's okay i'm a suburb kid it's fine yeah yeah, yeah. It, 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 really it gives you some like it gives you some kind of skin 
Mm-hmm. Like it's, I wouldn't say it's tough skin, but it gives you something though, right? Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you end up in punk rock, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I understand. Uh, what do I listen to? A uh, bunch of stuff all the time. Yeah, I don't know. I change it up. Uh, somebody asked at one point what my favorite album was, and I didn't think of it at the time, but it would have to be Blonde, like Frank Ocean's Blonde. That's an incredible record. Um, but yeah, I listen to a lot of different things. There's nothing in particular that inspired me to begin with. I, uh, I just make pop music, I think, at this point. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Has the monster not kicked in yet, Brian? It, it has. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. I don't smoke weed, so this is like my brain falling apart inside of my head, too. Fair um, enough. Fair like all enough. I want to do right now is go skateboarding. Oh, stop. <laughs> I actually don't skateboard either, so this is like very strange for me. <laughs> do what you gotta do, man. Uh, have you ever tried skateboarding? Yeah, uh, I got super into Tony Hawk when I was a kid. Uh, okay. And I was like really good at it on the N64, and I was like, I think that this directly translates to what I can do with this controller, to what I could do with my feet. And I was out in my driveway as a kid and my parents like helping me out. And I was like fully decked out in pads and a helmet, just like, yeah. like totally prepared. And then I would just like have my arms like straight out to my sides as I, as I slowly moved down the driveway and I like, got to the end of it and just like fell right the fuck off and still oh, managed my. to hurt myself. And I was like, I hate this. I don't want to do this anymore. Was that the last time you ever was on a skateboard? Uh, I think I tried it a couple more times because uh, me and all my friends were into it, into Tony Hawk too. So I kept trying, like, like we all kept trying with it. And I was like, I just don't think balance is my thing. Like maybe like balance just isn't something that I yeah, have. Yeah, pretty bad center gravity kind of situation on yeah. my end. So I get it. I, I try and skateboard. I don't really skateboard. I could do, I could do, I could do a few tricks still. Like I could still do a few like, like cool tricks (laughs) kind of stuff. So I don't go to parks though. Zach goes to the parks all the time. Yeah. It's all I do with my time besides like write music is go skateboarding. Yeah. I, uh, I think that I had the suburb mentality of like, I'm not good at this. I'm going to (laughs) quit. Which, yeah. uh, okay. No. Okay. Yeah. That's, well, that's actually, the suburbs. After like your parents also watched you fall flat on your face the first time doing it too, you're probably like, well, how many more times can I bear to let them see that happen again? <laughs> it's like I don't think you're good at this, and I'm going to ask you to try something else so I don't watch you hurt yourself on the concrete. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I'm privileged with the fact that like my parents gave me the opportunity to try so many new things. But That's like, cool. yeah, I just got to the point where I'm like, I'm not good at this. I don't like it, which for me was like, <laughs> okay, I like music. I'm going to try to do that. I'm going to try to get more into that. And I was like, okay, still wasn't super successful with that, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I was never going to be a successful skateboarder no matter what. <laughs> uh, oh, good man. You could dream. You can do whatever you believe in, man. Don't ever don't have that kind of mentality, dude. And you can also try whenever you want yeah. to. Like, give it a shot. It is kind of fun. Like if, if your body can move and, and maneuver in that way, like yeah, it's pretty cool. Like it's it's a dope feeling to accomplish like yeah. landing something. Yeah. It is cool. And just doing like an Ollie. Like the amount of times <laughs> that I've seen like little kids like struggle for hours and hours and oh then they do God, an Ollie. Yeah. 
dude, it's like literally like the holy grail to them. They're like <laughs> stoked I've ever seen anybody get like, ah, it's crazy. I never really was that like avid about, or no, I was always riding a skateboard. I was never trying to learn tricks. So I can really ride a skateboard really good. I just can't, I just not like, I don't do a ton of like crazy cool tricks or anything like that. But uh, yeah, it took me about eight months to learn how to do an ollie. <laughs> <laughs> a year. Yeah, it took me almost a year. Jesus. Eight months, I, think. I think as a kid, like to me, like that kind of time investment in something makes a lot of sense. You're like, oh, whatever, yeah. I can do it. And now like. You are suburb, correct? I mean, when I was growing up in the suburbs, yeah. Yeah, now yeah. I, yeah, now I live like downtown. You got to occupy your time somehow. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, well, video games can't be the only thing. You got to like get out of the house, right? And then yeah. I'm like, nah, it hurts out there. Fuck that shit. It hurts out there. <laughs> it hurts out there. I was always outside. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's how I, that's how I got into to like sad music and shit is <laughs> just sitting inside playing video games and listening to uh the tony hawk soundtrack and then like my that's really shit. it's it's uh that's like a gateway for a lot of people you're definitely not alone yeah, yeah. that's definitely yeah. honestly i feel like i could also relate with you because i played all the tony hawk games like religiously and those soundtracks are like amazing like yeah. my chemical romances cover of uh astro zombies hell yeah yeah dude hell yeah that gives me chills. <laughs> so don't good. know that one. I got to check it out. It's really good. It's just like... the Misfits cover. So if you've heard the Misfits cover, if you heard Misfits Astro Zombies, you've heard. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a heard straight it, cover. It's the same thing. It's just like it's perfectly executed because they don't like put their own twist on it. You know, mm-hmm. they just kind of like play it. And you're like, yep, that's exactly what I wanted. I was uh, I was walking down the street one day and I heard this car drive by me playing it and the the dude who was driving was just like fucking getting it like to Astro. I'm like, where where did you come from? And thank you, <laughs> like thank you for bringing this to all of us on the street right now. It was right before an emo night too, and I was like, thank you, I'm in the mood. Now. Oh, they pay, they played it at emo night too. If it were yeah. if it was uh, MCR happy night, that was, was yeah. the hour that we went to. It was a it was a previous night. Um, cool. yeah. So, uh, 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 Lizzie, ask a question. <laughs> wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. This is how the dynamic goes. <laughs> we already have a hard time talking in general. So yeah, yeah. let's go for some questions now. Love it. I love the enthusiasm. Um, so you guys usually, when, when you have tried to book shows, and when you play shows, usually you always try to play with people who are POC or queer. How, yeah. how has that gone for you, especially when touring? Because obviously you know your own yeah. little like area and your, where you play. But when it comes to like traveling outside, how does that go down? Is it successful or are you having well, a lot of issues? So, so, yes, we do prioritize playing shows with like people of color, like queer people, women. Anytime I see bills around my area that have like no women playing on the bill or or anything interesting happening, it just pisses me off so much. Um, Yeah. So for, for, in regards to playing out of state, if I know people in the state will try to do it. And the thing is with us is that we've, we don't go that far out. Like we've only played, we played Massachusetts. Massachusetts And every time we play Massachusetts, it's always been a different different. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> always in a different spot, actually. Yeah, so most of the time, though, whenever we go to, like, Lancaster, we play the same house or the same studio space, uh, or we know people in the area, too. So places when we leave out of state, it's easier for us to be able to, like, hit up our friends and just say, like, hey, can you play this show? Like, if they are a person of color or a woman or, some, or somebody who identifies as being queer. Um yeah, we have uh, we had an interesting time this time when we went to Mass. Yeah, where I I sent a bunch of emails to uh, I sent seven emails in total to promoters in Connecticut and Massachusetts, all over uh, the the like North New England area. Uh, and after each email, I would write something that was just really quick. It was like. Uh, if, if the bill can, can feature as little white men as possible, that would be <laughs> and, uh, and well, out of seven of those, none of them replied to that email. Wow. <laughs> oh. So somebody was able to hook it up for us. Cause I, we had sort of, we wanted to go up cause you know, it's, it's fun to play out yeah. of state in general. So, so my buddy, Chris Lawless, uh, was able to, uh, get me in contact with a coffee shop. <laughs> it was really cute though. Uh, I, I, I don't want to say that the promoter paid us out of pocket, but nobody was at that show. Um, <laughs> But but we were giving like we yeah. were we were paid out at the end of the night. Uh, another band who I, I unfortunately forget their name now, but they were really cool. They kind of sounded like like mud honey. Yeah, they sounded oh like God. Mud honey. Wow. They played in a coffee shop, and people were showing up there just to get some coffee. Yeah, and then they walk in this wall, wall of sound. sound. It was just a three piece. Yeah. They all had long hair, and they're like headbanging. <laughs> it was crazy. I was actually on FaceTime with my girlfriend outside, like 10 feet away. She's still like, I can't hear you. Because <laughs> <laughs> again, shop. It's yeah. above the ground. There's it's just glass uh windows all what surrounding you. Uh strong style. Oh, greatest hospitality ever. So nice. Yeah, they were wow. so sick. I got peppermint green tea that was delicious. Yeah, they are they, they they sold beer and then they let us yeah. get some like coffee drinks too. So I had a really good latte. It was really wow. cool. Oh my god! They did have cool lockers. Really yeah. cool lockers. Yeah, those were cool lockers. <laughs> Imagine if we had lockers <laughs> in the house. We <laughs> should get lockers. <laughs> That's a great idea, actually. Amazon that shit. <gasps> oh shit! That's a good idea. But yeah, we definitely do prioritize women and people of color for sure. We try our damn best at all times. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. Uh, One time we did go out to Massachusetts expecting an all white boy fest, and like there were some like brown skin punks. Was that the was that the pool party thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was actually pretty cool. We were promised a pool, so we showed up in bathing suits and like (laughs) shirts, like a bunch of assholes. It's great. Or or in July? Yeah, no, it was really hot. Yeah, it was incredibly hot. Hot. Like the pool would have been great. We show up, bathing suits ready to go. I had sunscreen in my bag. <laughs> the pool's closed. Yeah. And apparently, I was talking to somebody from the house or like was friends with the house. They're like, oh, yeah, that is like the grossest pool ever. You should never go in there. Oh my God. <laughs> like, all right. It's probably just a, like a, a hole in the ground that water gets into yeah. sometimes. Oh they were really nice, but they were like smoking cigs inside. Oh, you cigs inside? Oh fantasies inside yeah. do not like it yeah, i don't either i'm an asthma i'm an asthmatic person so i definitely don't like it yeah. <laughs> oh, fair, fair enough, enough. Too, fair too. Enough. yeah yeah 
So for, so for this pool party show, did they at least set up like a sprinkler or something? You know, you can oh. run through it. No, nope. they, they set up mosquito tiki torches that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The end of the night was horrifying because you would just go outside and you'd step into the grassy area. And within a second, all of a sudden you just feel things crawling. Yeah. Oh. The worst experience <laughs> ever after that show. The show overall was pretty good yeah, though. The show was pretty cool. It was fun. It, was it started fun. at 2 p.m. We showed up at 4 um, but there are like nine or 11 bands playing. There are <laughs> a lot so of bands many bands. Which again, are things that are out of our control. In, in the ideal situation is two bands, one acoustic opener. Like that's the <laughs> most beautiful that. situation. <laughs> done by 11, huh. maybe 10. <laughs> done by 10. Yeah, 10.30, everyone's home. Like, in bed, ravioli. Yeah, done. <laughs> Everything's cleaned up. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that that time frame of night. Oh, definitely. <laughs> like that works out with my schedule perfectly. Yeah, caught in your head all night. Yeah, yeah it's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so where did that desire come from to sort of like, I mean, every every show is a white boy fest. Every, I mean, for the most part, every show I've ever been to, every show I've ever played. Yeah. So like, where where does that come from to like try to be like no, we need to change this and and I'm going to make a stand from the, I mean, I can only assume from the beginning of your band to say, I'm, I'm going to take a stand against that. I sub, I don't think we, it wasn't a thing that we thought about immediately because, because uh, number, well, my, I have a very, in, not interesting, but like, like, so I'm adopted. So I, my last name's O'Connor. So it's super Irish. I don't look Irish at all. Uh, so I am adopted. And um, the thing about growing up with white parents is that you don't really think about yourself being different necessarily. Uh, my parents told me uh, that I was adopted very young because it's very obvious that we don't look the same. It's only, and it's only ever been a thing that's been my entire life. It's never been a moment where I remember exactly when they said it. I just know that this whole, this is just how I'm here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it was uh, it was my second year being around uh, or playing actively in New Brunswick, and uh, and then Eric, our bass player, got in contact with Zach, and then me, and then formed our little group together, and then we'd be playing a bunch of shows, and that was always fun, like good times, uh, and then at some point there was just. Uh, a moment in my brain that kind of clicked where it was like, I'm the darkest person in the room right now. So (laughs) kind of like you think about that for a little too long, you start to analyze it a little bit more and you start thinking like, all right, well, who are we playing with? Like, who do I know? Like, oh, these guys are my friends. They're all white men. Oh, these guys are my friends. They're all white men too. And then, you know, of course I met other people eventually at some point as well. Uh, but yeah, I just find, uh, I, I just, honestly, I find watching the same thing over and over very boring and a thing at the time in New Brunswick, uh, for us, white man bands were yeah. pretty much the same band every single night. And, uh, like I used to get excited when, when the weird acts would come through, like the ones that would just yell into microphones and like do more performance based things. So I always thought that was interesting. Then you start thinking like, oh, well maybe white men just can make this one type of music. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't mean it like that, but it's true. It's fucking, it definitely is a thing that happens. Um, 
Yeah, I just like how many white guys with telecasters playing emo music mm. can I watch in a single night? <laughs> so I, I honestly find more diverse backgrounds and identities, and uh, it just creates a in, more interesting space for for everybody. And and what you have from your background can be brought to this background, and then we could have this beautiful thing between the two. You know, I really like that a lot. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's also just important to be like have like different styles of music and different styles. Like, there's so much more shit than just a dude playing like open E and doing twinkly shit. And like, I come from like an emo background. Like, I listen to a lot of emo music, and like, I was big into that. And honestly, like, when Kyle started like doing it and like kind of just introducing me to more music that I would have never listened to because I was only on like Sophie's floorboard and stuff like that, like. It was like, I was like, okay, and then, you know, Kyle's probably right. And there's probably something fucking really cool that I can find from this. So it's just like, I'm with it 100%, you know? So I back Kyle and everything he does. <laughs> and like, started a lot of beef. Kyle has started a lot of beef and I'm always on Kyle's side. Cause he's usually right. Like you're usually yeah, right. I'm, a, I, I, I do that. I'm not as vocal as I used to be. I'm still a little bit vocal nowadays. <laughs> well, it was pretty reckless at a point. It was fun. Yeah, it was it kind was of funny. <laughs> It'd just be funny to watch reactions of people where it's like, because I my favorite thing is like, oh, like what's your excuse for? Because we're in an area that at this moment there's so many women playing in bands, there's so many people of color playing in bands, coming out to shows, getting involved. Yeah. They're they're everywhere. So whenever it's just all white men, it's sort of like you could have represented something, and representation's a very important thing, and it's something that that people that have that privilege of always seeing themselves in everything that makes them not understand it necessarily. It's not saying that they'll never understand it, but it's, it's when you ignore it, it pisses me off and it gets me really (laughs) mad. (laughs) I like that though. I mean, yeah, you kind of do have to, you have to start beef. Yeah. To start beef. Yeah. Well, my thing is I always had to make a space for myself. I find. Yeah. Uh, and I have no problem doing that. <laughs> like, I have no issue. I'm five feet tall. When people stand in front of me at shows, I move that. I'm like I, I like like play, like nudge and be like, I can't see. There's like, like a brief like from like a week ago, right? <laughs> somebody had a video of me watching my friend set, and they were like, Oh, I watched you push a white guy out of the way, and he was, <laughs> was awesome. and I did that. But it wasn't like anything aggressive. I was just like, Hey, dude, I can't fucking see. And then kind of, and then you see his face go like. <laughs> like what is it no i get this i'm five foot one and a half so i do the same thing all the time like, i'm like oh, I, excuse me mr six foot either put me on your shoulders or get the fuck out i said i did the same as new thing at shows now like before we play i was like hey let's have fun blah blah, blah. and then the, the new one that i started adding was like can all the tall motherfuckers just go towards the back a little bit <laughs> Pretend it's a class photo of you guys in the back. So I can I can at least represent those who are five feet around there. <laughs> I can let them have an ability to see us. <laughs> well, it's I, all fair. It's all I, got, I feel bad about that. <laughs> okay, though. Um, yeah, something to be aware of. I try. I try to be aware of my surroundings when I'm in front of people. I try to stand in front of like the tallest person I can find to be like, you could just like slightly move your head and you'd probably be fine. 
<laughs> so I'll, I'll stand in front of you, but I'll like get out of the way of everybody else around us. That's like a little bit shorter. Yeah. So if there's like a, 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 a like a child there with their parent, that I'm like, oh, I got to get out of this this person's. Yeah, way. I got to get out of here. I'm like, no, you need to see this band more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> you're, the, you're the future of our society i'm just some asshole who bought a ticket <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. yeah lizzie ask another so, question <laughs> so, i was about to wow lizzie <laughs> ask another goddamn question wow right now. Um, how did you had your recent uh northeast tour how did that kind of uh run with you guys our most economic tour ever. Zach, do you want to go over it? Uh, yeah, so uh, it was, it was, no, it was awesome because I'm I was, gonna grab water real fast. Uh, I was able to work 40 hours each week and still play all these shows. Oh, um, shit. So we only did Fridays and Saturdays, and um, I, we were able to just like, what was it? It was New York. Uh, what was the day after New York? Oh, was it was so New York, Massachusetts, New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia, and then just Lancaster because our other date dropped. dropped right, and it, it was it was a lot of fun because not only was I able to make money uh, to pay my rent, I was also able to play a show and get a little bit of cash, like twenty bucks, which is cool. Yeah, which so, is great. Like, yeah. which just goes in the fucking gas tank yeah. anyway. <laughs> like, and some of the shows were like really, really sick. Like New York and Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn and and Jersey were a lot of fun. Yeah, I didn't expect New Jersey either because like we don't really play New Brunswick that much anymore. So like I feel like you know we're out of like and touch. college town. Too. Yeah, and like you know kids are cycling in every single year and like changing and everything. So but, you you kind of you kind of either stay a New Brunswick band by constantly playing New Brunswick or you. <laughs> kind of are a little recognizable maybe <laughs> it was a good turnout that was a good night yeah it was both good... nights were great uh philadelphia was cool philadelphia was pretty cool. uh snowing played a gig uh in philadelphia on the same night and Ooh. my friends band who oh so good looking friends are friends from new york played and then a band that i used to play in called beach bot also played oh, that same show so cool. both like Basically, so eight people that I'm really good friends with all watch snowing on the same night, and I was so upset. <laughs> but otherwise, our Philadelphia show was great. It was, good time. It, was fun. <laughs> it was nice. It was really cute. It was at Creep Records. It sounded great. Everything sounded really so good. fucking good. So, dude, put on Attack Attack. Yeah. The oh sound my god. Attack Attack. Holy shit. <laughs> you know it's about to pop off when Attack Attack comes on. <laughs> Oh, that's right. I made I kind of subtly made fun of Easy Core, and then he started to play Easy Core. <laughs> he turned around and he looked at you. He's like, "Stop talking shit on Easy Core. I play an Easy Core band." And I was like, "Oh, oh my god!" god. <laughs> You're like, "You still exist?" Yeah, right. I guess so. That's cool. Whatever you want to do. I mean, I'll talk shit on anything, but ultimately, I respect your decision to do what you do, but I'll talk shit on it for whatever reason. Yeah, I was the first time I was ever at Creep Records, too, and I saw a lot of vinyls that I thought I would never, like, see, because there was, like, Asking Alexandria vinyls. Yeah. vinyls, And I was like, I didn't know that these were, like, still, like, commodity. Like, I did not know people wanted this. Yeah, I guess they still sell. Press them? Yeah. I don't know, man. It was weird. It was a throwback for me, honestly, because I'm like a, I'm a dead uh, scene queen. I was like, <laughs> to like tenth grade, so it was like memory lane for me a little. We bit. all kind of were, except Nikki. Nikki, oh. our other guitar player, was the only like jock. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a turnaround! 
his, his choice of um, comfortability is a Phillies uh, sweatshirt and then some like Nike sweatpants and slides. Oh. That's it. And then during the summer, uh, basketball jerseys. And he always reminisces about his frisbee days. <laughs> oh, his frisbee his days. Ultimate, ultimate frisbee days or just normal frisbee? frisbee days? He didn't play. He lived yeah. at the house. <laughs> he just lived there. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. Which is great, and they're really nice people. Yeah, the the are... Frisbee Bros—they're really good dudes. They're really nice guys. They still hang out. Yeah, you're cool. Oh my god, I love well, that so much. I mean, I, I knew people in high school who did ultimate frisbee, and they were pretty much just the nerds who were like, "My mom said I need to go get exercise from instead of playing D and D, so I'm here now." So they were pretty okay for the most part. Okay, yeah. cool. The thing about so we uh, Nikki and I went to school at Rutgers, and the creator of Ultimate Frisbee went to Rutgers, mm-hmm. and that's where he created it or like invented it there as like a uh, as just a school sport, and then off. <laughs> Wow, I didn't know that actually. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I think I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm like ninety percent sure. This this we'll podcast is only correct information, so we're gonna have to fact check that. Yeah. Fair enough. No, no, absolutely not fair. At <laughs> not at all. We'll spread. I'll spread as much disinformation about Ultimate Frisbee uh. as we feel like. <laughs> Is that your hard stance on? Yeah, this? I feel like that's the low stakes that I'm willing to 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 fight for. <laughs> Yeah, all right. I get it's it. It's the weird hill I'll die on. <laughs> That's the oh god. Um, are you got so so you said that you were you were able to work your forty hour a week job. So you were only touring on like uh I'm assuming like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Just Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Just Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Okay. Um <laughs> Day rest. Yeah, day yeah. rest. Well, I mean, you, why can't we? You know? Well, <laughs> I mean, my, I know a lot of people that are thinking like, well, if I want to be in a band, I need to be like on fucking tour. Like I need to be every single day, uh, including God's rest day, <laughs> like on, at a show or like hustling to like put my music out or like get new ears on it or, or be at a show or something like that. And I love the idea in like 2019 is like, Nah, stay stay your full time job. Like, just well, just do when you can. So so uh, so Spotify plays out point zero zero six cents per stream. Yep. Um, <laughs> a career in music would absolutely be wonderful. We're all self sustaining people, though. Like, we all pay our fucking bills. Yeah, three yeah. of us live in a house together. Yeah. Zach and I live with Nikki. Yeah, we all live in the same house. We all got bills to pay. We I mean, got we got bills to pay. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, if it ever gets to the point where we can do it, we would obviously do it. Like, there's absolutely. no reason not to to just travel and like play shows and meet new people and make new friends and just have experiences. But it's also like. It's tough. It's like you got bills to pay. I got car payments, credit card bills. I know you have like credit card bills. Yeah, I got crap. Shit. So I got shit like, to do. I got debt collectors. Yeah, and you got, you got so it's just like, you know, it's like, and also like we've all played in like various bands too, and like you know you get worn out sometimes, especially when you play in front of the same like twenty people. And then, like, you know, like it is important to like push yourself and go out there and play as much as you can. But there, it also is like a bad amount of like playing like i've learned from new brunswick bands there's only so many times you can play new brunswick before you like not don't draw anymore because it's mm-hmm. just like the people have seen you a thousand times yeah so it's it's like hard you know it's it's a it's a very big gray area when it comes to like touring and stuff like that and working yeah, yeah. 
which is why we, we try to get out of state as much as possible. Um, again, like we're, we're in New York city. So, so often now, which is a beautiful thing. Like all our friends are in New York basically. So that's a beautiful thing. We're always trying to go to different places that are within like a four hour driving distance one way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I wish we, I wish we would be able to do that. You know, like that'd, yeah. be, that'd be a really dope thing. But, uh, you know, like, even though like, like, yeah, signed, signed band, signed artists, it's like, yeah, but like, we're not making money enough to quit everything else and just do this forever, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, like, if it, like, like we said, if it gets to that point where we're starting to like see that kind of profit from this band, which is a fucking pipe dream, but like end of the day, it does come down to money though. Yeah. Like that really sucks. It yeah. sucks that that's what it yeah. is, but. But like, I need money to live. Like, I gotta feed myself tomorrow. Yeah, and we, I mean, we have cats, and that's really fucking. Yeah, we got cats. Yeah, you have to support them. They're children, basically. <laughs> Mine's a brat. Yeah. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> Doesn't care about your dreams. It's like, no, I, I, I need you here. I need you here for me. Mine jumped on my head yesterday in the morning because like oh. she's she's used to eating breakfast at six or seven a.m. Because like I, I normally wake up at six to seven a.m. like for the forever and like I'm not working right now or I like you know chilling out for a little bit right yeah. and um and uh, yeah she just uh, she she's hungry so nine a.m. she's like all right I've had enough of this and she goes <laughs> jump on and I don't think she meant to go directly on my head but I woke up to it. So, <laughs> You're like, thank you. Thank you for this alarm clock. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Gets me moving. I mean, at least it's not like an actual like child that comes up to you in the middle of the night. And it's staring at you and it's just staring at you. Then you're like, it's a demon. I don't know what we're going to do here now, but we know it's one or two things. Is it, do yeah. you have children staring at you in the middle of the night <laughs> no. asking for food? No, I, I just have three younger siblings. So, I mean, it's happened in my life where they're like, hey, mom and dad won't open the door. I'm scared of something. I'm like, Ugh. oh, and you opened your door. Oof. <laughs> that sounds horrifying. <laughs> it is. It's terrifying. What's even worse is being the oldest of four. That's terrifying. Oh. <laughs> I'm an only child. It's great. If there's a kid oh. in my house, I'm like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> We live in a very suburby area with a lot of families. If there's a kid in our house, it's like, are you lost? Do you, you live next door or something? Did you walk in here by accident? Damn it, Timmy. Excuse me? <laughs> I told you not to come over here. You have to be this tall to hang out. <laughs> and they're like, the and, and, it's just, and it's Kai's height, but then the child has had a growth spurt and they're eight years old. They're like five, two. Yeah, and they're like, that definitely happens. <laughs> My, my baby cousin, I say it lovingly, he's like 14 now. My baby cousin is taller than me, you know? <laughs> Great. <laughs> Seeing him in a couple of weeks. Ooh, fun. Oh, you can always he try to square it up. He bullies me. No, he bullies me about it. <laughs> I kind of want to. Like, I don't. <laughs> he's only 14, remember. You can throw hands. You're the adult of the situation. <laughs> that is true yeah uh, went to six flags with us my, my cousins and i went to six flags one time on new on new year's eve and nikki came with us <laughs> so it was me my cousins and my guitar player in this band 
<laughs> and we went to Six Flags, and the whole time he was just asking Nikki like cool band questions, like, "Oh, like how long you been playing music?" And then he'll look at me and be like, "Are you making any money yet?" <laughs> like, what? oh my god! <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's cool though. It's, it's cool. cold. <laughs> that, that's very cold. <laughs> uh, so when it comes to the context, fine, the you content the of your wow, listen, Brian. <laughs> when it comes to the content of uh, the songs that you're writing, especially since you guys are more kind of a like a more political band that I feel like kind of would get into more of a certain area with some people to an extent. What are you thinking of when you're putting it, when you're putting lyrics down? Is it like from personal experience or like external, you know, happenings or? It's interesting to say political because we are political people. I don't think our music reflects it that way. Yeah. The most yeah. obvious one is Inbred, like the title track. And that's about it. Um, well, I guess you could all, you could really deconstruct some of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> We should do that one day and like sit down and analyze every word and see like how do we make this about Washington (laughs) DC? Yo, your whole mail room. Yeah, oh man. Uh, yeah. So in terms of politic things, uh, inbred is the most political, but it's not even that political in that regard because it was just a. It's a song about me getting a a, a Carolis driving ticket. Uh, so it was a very personal experience. <laughs> Got me really upset about a careless driving ticket. Um, yeah, I, lyrics wise yeah. though, I just, I think I, I'll hum a, I'll hum a line. I'll say, I'll, I'll hum something and then I'll say a line and then it'll be like, all right, there it is. Whatever that line is about, that's what the rest of it's going to be. And then it's just me sitting on a laptop, typing things out, trying it out. Sucks. Yeah. Typing it out. <laughs> trying it sucks and it goes on for like a day <laughs> yeah uh for me it's like kind of like i'm horrible i'm terrible at writing so yeah. horrible i'm pretty bad at it and i think people, you uh, do have some bad moments yeah, but like I do we all have, have bad, bad moments. moments it's very true uh but for me i try to either make fun of somebody or make fun of myself i always try to have like i always try to have like a little bit of goofiness behind it because uh, this band started off as a joke, and I've always really liked the fact that this band was like goofy. Um, and like in past experiences I've had, I've tr- I've dealt with like really try hard people, and I just don't like it. So I always try to like you know poke fun at me or whatever I'm like mad at from my personal experiences. I've written a lot of songs where I just talk shit for no reason. <laughs> like that's just really it for me. <laughs> What's been the most cathartic song for you to have written where you're talking shit, though? <laughs> Probably Gansett, honestly. Gansett? Yeah. Yeah, Gansett. And that one was actually, I had horrible lyrics uh, already recorded. And like, uh, the I, chorus was there. Though. The chorus was there. Chorus Everything was else there. was like, mm, you could do a little bit better, buddy. <laughs> so uh, Nikki and Kyle, like, helped. Mostly, I'm going to I'm gonna give it more to you because Kyle, Nikki was just kind of there, but like, you were the one that. <laughs> Damn, yeah, no, it's true. No, Kyle came up with like some of the lines, and like we all like mixed and matched it, and like because it was like we're three, we're three assholes from Jersey. Number one, uh, <laughs> jaded, not jaded, but you know, like we've been a- around for yeah. a while, yeah, and we have some fucking opinions. Yeah. <laughs> I was right when I started writing that song. I was just like trying to write a song, like the like 
I don't know. You know that one band that just like every single song is the same thing over and over and over. Give and an example. What's your most recent because one? Because there's so Blink-182 like, is a recent example. Green Day. Oh, Green, Day. Green, Green Day. Day. Yeah. Green Day does like way too many choruses. Like we get it, dude. You're redundant. Nobody cares. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't really like Green Day. No, but that's just like an example. Yeah. And like when I was writing that song, I was just trying to be like, okay, we fucking get it, bro. And that's about it. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it definitely still has that idea. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that was yeah, that was that was very yeah. good. <laughs> I think that was the first time I had somebody ever really go off about their hatred for Green Day. I've heard Blink One Eighty Two more than enough. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't hate Green Day. Uh, Green Day actually had like a really big impact on me when I was like a kid. I don't necessarily listen to it anymore because it's just like okay, I've like listened to this since I was six, but. I don't hate on them. I think they they did a lot of cool stuff for like what we do now. So got to give them respect for what yeah, they did. Yeah, I I respect people. Yeah. I just don't like care for it too much. Yeah, that's fair too. Yeah. They lost me after Dookie anyway, so like mm. it doesn't really matter. I think I only listened to Dookie. Yeah, that's all you really need to listen to. Much. I mean, that's like their best album. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. I get it. I don't know. I liked Blink. I like yeah. Blink too. If you want me to go off on a hatred tangent. <laughs> You didn't go off on the t- didn't like cover it. Yeah, I this was- is this should be in our new press release because yeah. this is gonna be many times yeah. now. We're gonna send this to Natalie and be like specifically this section. Yeah. Go ahead. Fuck Mark Hoppus, bro. Fucking ruined everything. Just changed the goddamn fucking name. You underutilized Skiba. Get fucked. If I ever meet Hop- Mark Hoppus, I'm gonna throw hands. <laughs> Uh, so threatening Mark Hoppus would be in the new PR statement, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm cutting that out and I'm putting it at the very top of this podcast. Yeah, All right, cool, <laughs> cool. Like with no context, and I'm still gonna leave it here so that people get the context. But I will like just put it there anyway. First of yeah, all, we are we are complete alkaline trio stands. So Skiba yeah. needs to be completely yeah needs to be used as much as possible. Trio record was really really good. The one they put incredible. out. So good. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Yes. So the idea that like they're just writing this like shitty, like half good pop music because they're like, we want to keep Blink-182 like touring and doing all this shit, but we're just going to write like half ass songs and we're not going to use any of the ability of two of the very talented people that are in this band. I'm also not yeah. a huge fan of Mark Hoppus, but uh it's like you're, you're not even utilizing the people you have to do good things. You're just like, eh, we'll just shit something out and go on to our next thing. Listen, if you want to be a pop star, dude, and you want to be like that like person and write that pop punk and like do that like radio stuff, fine, that's cool. But like Tom DeLonge's not in the band anymore. It's not Blink-182, dude. You're Mark Hoppus. You have a huge name, bro. Like yeah. you were huge. You're a rock star. Just change the fucking name. Like, it's so simple. I'm sorry. Like, and it's like, dude, you have Skiba and Travis. Ah, oh, man, I could go on about this. <laughs> yeah, you're really doing I love it. This is the rest <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> hey, dude. Because, like, Bling 182 was that band for me growing up. But, like, just, I'm done. Fuck Mark Hoppus. That's it. <laughs> I like the the pool song on the California yeah. record. That one that one's a pretty the good one song. The one that's super short and a joke. Yeah, it was yeah. perfect. Oh, there we go. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I uh yeah, I I I don't know what they're trying to do. I usually just blame it on John Feldman because I'm like I can't stand it and I think it's just like the it's most It's a money grab and that's okay, yeah. but like 
So don't fucking shit on everything that you've accomplished, what you're doing right now. And I think of it like that line from The Dark Knight where it's like, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And I was like... Whoa, that applies like way too hard. To too many fucking bands. And like I had hoped, because I've seen it like done over uh, like like a meme template of like... Uh, it says you either die the hero and it's a picture of My Chemical Romance and then like right under it is like, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And it's like Blink-182, Fall Out Boy... And I've seen one where it's like Panic of the Disco, and I was like, no, that's incorrect. But the other two, I'm yeah, fine with. Yeah, the other two, I'll agree with that. I was like, no, Panic's fine. Panic's doing what they're doing. It's fine. But Fall Out Boy and Blink-182, and especially Fall Out Boy, Lizzie. No, got to give Fall Out Boy credit because they do a lot of really cool work, like, and a lot of cool hardcore stuff. And, like, with, yes. like they were, Patrick Stump was on, like, the Weekend Nachos, like, record yes. that came three years ago. That was really cool. Lizzie, are you really into that band? I really love Fall Out Boy. I'll die for Mania. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We always go back and forth about it because I'm like, Lizzie, they went on hiatus and they had that opportunity to be just like Mike Chem is now, where it's like legend status. You're gone for seven years and then you come back and God, I hope Mike Chem doesn't fuck it up. But like Fall Out Boy was like, we're going on hiatus. It took us three years. We come back. We're like, cool. We're in. We're doing it. And then they put out new music and everyone's like, okay. And then they keep putting out more new music and they're like, please stop. And then they go on tour and all they play is like their new music. And it's like, why are you doing this? Like even Hawthorne Heights knows play all your old shit. Like why yeah. is Hawthorne Heights smarter than fucking Fall Out Boy well, right now? Well, listen, but Hawthorne Heights doesn't even come through Chicago anymore. They go everywhere they but Chicago now. All right. I grew up in the suburb called Displains. It's like a 45 minute drive on a bad day outside of Chicago. And they played the fucking Displains Theater. And I watched Hawthorne Heights play my hometown. Nobody comes through this town. There's like not even a venue there, really. Some guy just like bought it out for the night and just happened to book Hawthorne Heights for it. It was like maybe like five years ago. This is not that long ago at all. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Why am I watching Hawthorne Heights down the street from my apartment? This is fucking insane. And it's like, God, smartest fucking move of their lives. It's just like, we're going to go out and we're just going to book it entirely on our first record. Do you think My Chem could end up like a Jawbreaker kind of situation? Has Jawbreaker been putting out new music? Because they're touring a whole bunch. Yeah. They're playing the old songs a bunch. Yeah, I think they did put out new music. And I yeah, don't think I it was well received. People, yeah, I don't think people were up for it. Yeah. Kind of makes sense. Yeah, that's kind of a bug. I saw Jawbreaker. I like to brag. I was like, I saw Jawbreaker before they decided to tour. Like, <laughs> Like the, the old brag was, I saw Jawbreaker before they broke up. Like, yeah. That's my that's my version of that. I saw them um, before they were a band. <laughs> I saw them though; they were cool. They were, they were they were like good. They were solid. I did leave early, but they were oh, good. Well. <laughs> um, never gotten a Jawbreaker. That's fair. If you were at that show, you would have left after the third show song. All right. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was really into it. I was really stoked to be there, but also I had a Greyhound bus to catch back to Philadelphia. There's that. So it's like, all right, I guess I could like miss the last four songs. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you guys are from New Jersey, so like you probably have a better opinion on what My Chemical Romance is going to do, even though now everybody's moved to LA and they become LA people instead of like where they're originally from. But I can imagine that, you know, the reunion might not be that 
great. <laughs> like I could imagine it going that way. I don't like my uh, I like I, Bon Jovi. <laughs> whoa, that might be the whoa, spiciest whoa, take that's, that's, that's ever happened spice, on our that podcast. That is the spiciest take ever. <laughs> I can't do it, man. I can't. I it just my parents forced it down my throat. But my yeah, chemical fair. romance, I can't do. It, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, my chemical I think they're gonna sell out. I think that they're just gonna become like another pop rock band, and that's fine. Like whatever, dude. Like I got to see my chem before they fucking you know broke up or whatever. I don't. I don't know. I don't really like. I love my chem, but I don't like, you know, I'm not like a crazy, crazy fan about them, mm. but I think they're going to sell out because if they were actually going to come back and do a real comeback tour, they would play Starland. So, and yeah. Starland's like a place yeah. in New Jersey. That's like literally like they played yeah, their, that's like the big, yeah, I know yeah. like thinking back Sunday always does like their holiday shows and bigger mm. shows. Yeah. So like if they were going to like do like a wholesome reunion, they would play Starland and they would play three cheers, but they're not going to do that. <laughs> Cowards. So, <laughs> yeah i mean it is what it is man and like they also book some uh shows out in like europe and like japan and stuff like that so they're just like they're trying to get that paycheck and that's fine that's like, cool. whatever dude that's, that's what jawbreaker did yeah. <laughs> yeah that's cool and you know what if they're getting if it's a money grab cool just don't write new music and that's fine <laughs> i yeah that's where i feel too it's like you can just tour like uh yeah like what? I don't need new music. I I'll still listen to. I I've never seen my chem live, so I'd be like, I'll listen to whatever the fuck you play. <laughs> I I didn't get to see them until they put out Danger Days, but it was like a little bit after they put out Danger Days, and they played Starland, and they did all of Black Parade and like some of the singles off of um, Danger Days, and it was dope. They put yeah. on they always put on a really good show, and I also know that Gerard Way can still do it because there's a lot of footage of him when he played like with his like solo project or whatever. Yeah. He still got those pipes. Yeah. So, oh I no, I I saw Gerard Way do um hesitant his hesitant alien tour like years ago, and it was still it was amazing. Yeah, that must have been so cool. I didn't. My brother saw went to a show, but I didn't go to it. I really wanted to though. Because that was a good record, honestly. I was pretty surprised by that. That was yeah. a good yeah. record. I have one of the cool Mike Kim stories where I get to say that I saw them play before the Black Parade was released. They did like secret shows like in a few different cities, and they did one in Chicago. And I was like waiting in line for a few hours just to get a wristband to buy a ticket to get into the show. And it was fucking oh, awesome. Those situations. It was so sick. It was before they even wore the jackets. Like it was like real early in the in the time period of Black Parade. That's so sick. My brother has the best. I'm gonna tell it, and I'm gonna tell it for my brother because it's actually a real story. Uh, there used to be this club called Chrome in New Jersey. I think it was out in like Woodbridge or whatever. And he used to be in this like under oath ripoff band. And- <laughs> to play he played with my chem when they just put out like bullets or something like that and like a few years later he was at uh this record store called vintage vinyl and it was my chemical romance when they just put out three cheers so he got to like play with them and then watch them just fucking blow up yeah like yeah that's that's a cool brag story and i just i wanted to say it because it's a great story (laughs) no that's fucking rad yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll uh, let you guys know how it is in 16 days when I'm waiting in LA to get in. <laughs> All right, wow. cool. Please, yo, actually, let me know how it is. I would love to know that. I yeah, know. no, definitely. I People are like, I'm going to wait overnight. I'm like, we're not doing that. I'm too old for that. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. I will not be seeing them in Japan after all. I'm sorry. My friend bought her plane <laughs> ticket after she said she was broke. <laughs> yeah. 
I, uh, I'm going to be in Japan, literally I'm leaving two days before the festival they're playing in Tokyo. And I'm like, Damn. fuck. But I, I looked up plane tickets and it was going to be like so much more money just for me to stay two extra days. <laughs> and then I have to buy the ticket and then all this other shit. I'm like, you know what? I'll catch them when they come literally to where I live. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Um, I also want to ask if you just like have to deal with like people constantly talking about Bruce Springsteen growing up in Jersey, <laughs> because I have never understood any appeal of Bruce Springsteen period. Oh, two opinions right now, actually. Go, about this. Well, you go first. I've been talking. Ta- oh, about my, my Bruce Springsteen opinion is that I don't like him. I respect him though. Yeah. My uh, my family don't really like him either. Uh, they my family's not like crazy about Bon Jovi or whatever. You <laughs> think my family likes Frank, like Frank Sinatra? Like yeah. dad loves Frank. Um, yeah, I have more respect for Frank than Bruce, but <laughs> like, yeah, like, the boss. Sorry, <laughs> surname the boss. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I don't have any hard opinion on him. Uh, I think he was like an asshole when he plays live. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about it, though. Yeah, I, I, I fucking hate Bruce Springsteen so much, man. <laughs> I hate Bob so much. And uh, my parents dragged me to a Bruce Springsteen show. I'll never forget it. I was like eight years old and like I was listening to Take Off Your Pants and Jacket like a little asshole or whatever. <laughs> and my mom and dad bring me to this Bruce Springsteen show. And I just remember like sitting like so high up in like giant stadium, just like looking down at like these small specks. And I just hear this fucking saxophone just go on for like 45 minutes. Oh, don't talk shit on the saxophone. No, <laughs> And like I respect like I respect whatever like he does or whatever like fine you do you man you're doing better than me but like bro like it's just too long and I hate his voice and the uh, like that noise it just makes me so angry like it I hate it I hate it I'm sorry yeah no I fully agree with that it is yeah no I get it <laughs> first of all tasteful saxophone is fine if it's yeah. untasteful it's just basically a guitar solo that's like. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to hear any solo. Like, I don't don't want to feel it. It's weird. Uh, But yeah, I've just never appreciated Bruce Springsteen's music in that way. And I'm like, yeah, I don't get it. My parents love that shit. My parents (laughs) eat that shit for breakfast and dinner. I wonder if it's like a like a hometown hero thing because I always hear uh, like Kevin Smith talk about growing up in Jersey and he's like, yeah, you you just you grow up in Jersey, you fucking love Bruce Springsteen, and I'm like, well, it's I don't think hometown hero thing, like 100, yeah. dude. It's starting to like get a little different as like generations change, yeah. of course. So like, we're gonna have our own hometown heroes, like like Jeff Rickley's like my hometown hero, yeah. <laughs> Mikey Herc. Mikey Herc, yeah. <laughs> You know, like 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 cool like, like cool acts that are coming up now would be like dope things to look up to and be like, man, I remember I saw that band. <laughs> I'm very much of the belief system of uh, kill your idols, so it's like, yeah, we need a new generation and like these I older these like older that. artists don't need to keep oh, going on tour. Cool. Yeah, I listen to the Ramones daily. Rocket to Rush is the best yeah. pop record ever. I listen to the Ramones all all the time. <laughs> <laughs> See, I guess my argument there would be like, yeah, because like most of the Ramones died. So it's like you're not getting new Ramones oh, that, and it's like that's right. your idol forever encased in like what they did where other people just like, you know, Blink-182 and shit keep coming around. I've been like seeing this ad for the like 
uh, fucking Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Poison, oh, and Joan yeah. Jett are going on tour, and I'm like, that is the goopiest sounding tour I've ever heard of. There's a bunch <laughs> of goopy, droopy men on stage singing yeah. songs about having sex that they probably can't do anymore, <laughs> and like. Yeah. Like and then Molly. they just threw Joan Jett on there to be like, Joan Jett's just here, and I'm like, thank you, thank you. But like, Joan Jett's not headlining, so I would totally watch. Oh yeah, no, I would fucking see Joan Jett any day. Yeah. I would also probably see Motley Crue just to say I saw Motley Crue. I would just for that. Yeah. But I will say that there's been this video circulating that I watch every time it comes up of a video of Motley Crue at a festival, and he is they're singing "Kickstart My Heart" and Vince Neil's voice is so fucking bad and it like has like what he's like over kickstart my heart's lyrics it's like putting in like the fake lyrics and you like can clearly see that like he's like just making up words as he does it it's like (laughs) oh my god you're so fucking bad now and this is probably a few years ago but it's like like, that video yeah it's uh i'll try to find it and send it to you so it's oh my god i laugh at it every time because i'm like you guys are so bad now Everybody else is fine. It's just Vince Neil. It's like <laughs> chubby, white, goopy, blonde dude. Just like I'm upset that I'm not alive to. I, we, I talked about Motorhead tonight, and I'm thinking now it's like I'm upset that I couldn't like go watch Motorhead yeah, right, in like, a week. Like I had never seen them. Like that would be a really fun thing to check out. I think <laughs> they were. They played a festival where it was. A, it was like okay. It was Slipknot headlining. And then it was Slayer, and then it was Motorhead, and before that it was As I Lay Dying. <laughs> and you're like, wow, let me see how all of this changes. <laughs> Christ, that dude put a fucking hit out on his wife. And now they're going yeah. back on tour. Oh, that guy. That guy. Oh, I knew I recognized shit. that name. I don't yeah. really know a lot of bands. <laughs> they are going back on tour with the original lineup. Right yeah, now. I know. I've been seeing it. I'm like, that dude like tried to kill somebody. Like, that's crazy. And they were like a Christian metalcore band yeah. too. Yeah. And then he's like, no, I'm just gonna like fucking take a bunch of steroids. And like, also, my wife won't let me leave her or something. I don't know yeah. the reason. I'm assuming kind that's of, it. Uh, the dude Tim, I think Tim Lambert, I think his name is or whatever. Kind of looks like Carrot Head now. Carrot Top. Sorry, yeah. Carrot Top. Carrot Head. Carrot Head. Carrot Head. Oh, Carrot same, head. same thing. We all same know. Same idea. Yeah. I'm like, oh, the comedian. That's really funny, though. Yeah. Slipknot Headliner, though, is dope. Slipknot is Slipknot. so good. Slipknot puts on, like, one of the best performances, aside from Guar. Yeah. Ooh, I've but I've never seen Tenacious D. Tenacious so, D is so fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I think like Guar so far for me is like the in the coolest thing performance wise. Uh, I'm not crazy about the tunes, but it's just like, oh yeah. fuck, I'm in a world now. Like, yeah. I, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, the that's fucking cool. set I've ever that's seen sick. in my life. Yeah. Well, I've seen Papa Roach. God, <laughs> dude, uh, they're getting to goopy status. That's just my term for like uh, for older guys that are just trying to keep it going, and you just look kind of goopy as a person and you're like yeah papa roach is going on tour with like a bunch of like like new age metalcore bands oh yeah. wow yeah. yeah they're like going on tour with like hollywood undead yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what it was yes god. Oh my god. Yeah, it, it's all in like europe and russia because they're like super big over there i guess i believe it <laughs> yeah we should talk um, a bit about where to find your music and stuff i think yeah that's important yeah uh how people can find you and how people can support you and all that so lizzie ask that question wow 
<laughs> uh, where can we find all of your tunage? Because I know uh, you're in competition with the other Steve. <laughs> uh, I think the easiest way is straight up steve65.com or steveband.com, pardon. Steveband.com. Uh, it's like, because it's hard to find us on Spotify because we're competing with the Steve Miller Band and Steve Aoki and a bunch of other things. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to pull up your latest album and I couldn't think of it off the top of my head. I put Steve and I'm like, these are none of the ones that I wanted. Yeah. That's what, another thing I keep telling people. I'm always like, save it. <laughs> yeah. Like, favorite it because it looks good on our end and you'll never be able to find it again. <laughs> But, uh yeah we're like Bandcamp, uh instagram twitters bunch of things but steveband.com is the easiest way to find all of that uh it's a really cute website i put it together it actually, it actually is really fucking sick pretty, pretty good really sick. pretty oh good God. i'm gonna front i learned how to code in like a day <laughs> there you go learned how to code what i needed to code in a day yes <laughs> It's uh, like MySpace all over again. Yeah. yeah. Never had MySpace. Oh. <laughs> I never had MySpace. I had it at like the butt end of like the MySpace. Then Facebook came out and I was like, all right, this is the new yeah. thing. I'm 23. I should have had a MySpace. I had, yeah. I had a higher freak too. I was going to say, I was 24. So like we're in the same, maybe. Eh. Yeah, somewhat. Close enough. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> 24? I'm 25. 25. Oh, fuck. Yeah, man. I'm it's next. Like, it's okay. I'm gonna be 25 in like 11 days, so we're good. <laughs> we're in. Well, happy yeah. early birthday! Yeah, happy birthday! Doing anything cool? Um, that whole weekend, um, I'm making tamales with my family, and then um, we just have emo nights on Sundays, and my birthday's on that Sunday, so I think I'm just gonna go there, and then I took the next day off work. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. And take the next day off work. Do it. Yeah, yeah, and then I fly out on the 19th to LA. So. <laughs> <laughs> Exciting week. That's cool. Hell yeah. Big crazy week. Nice. Um, I did want to ask you guys, though, just as a leftover question. Um, I know this is so, so fucking subjective, but what are your top three albums of the years? <laughs> oh, that's really tough. Yeah, this is really hard because I number one, I don't remember every everyone's album name, but I can say uh, Insignificant Other put out a really good record. Um, this band called Meansiders from, from New York City put out a really fucking good EP. Um, hmm. Mm-hmm. Who else? I'm literally on my spot. Mainstream right now. now? Or mainstream quote. Anna of the North. Uh, she's like this like like pop star from, uh, I don't want to get the location wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's across the water. Uh, put out a really great record though this year. I fucking love it. It's so good. Yeah, the only album that I can really think for me is Pretty Tough by <laughs> Angel Dust. That new Angel Dust record is like fucking like the coolest thing I've yeah, ever seen. Yeah, that one's a good one. It's a, just a big fuck you. It's so sick. It's pop. They're like, they just, they, yeah, they just yeah. went fuck you. Yeah. We're going to make pop music and yeah. some other weird shit. And all, they also had a really good ad campaign. They're like, yo, how much do you hate this record? Yeah, we know. Like, it was like, just like, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's so cool. That's fucking awesome. The videos they put out for it, I loved every single one. Yeah, it was, it was so, so good. I had never heard of Angel Dust until they played Riot Fest this year. My friends and I were waiting for Hot Mulligan to get on stage. I was like, oh, we'll just wait here. Not a big deal. They must be good, right? There's a lot of people. And then just this big pit opened up and there's this man just with an acoustic guitar. And we're like, what is going on here? 
here. Yeah, Angel Dust shows nowadays are very weird. It's so sick, though. but it's a lot no, it of fun. It was so sick. I just wasn't right. I just wasn't prepared for any of it. I saw them when they started to play all the newer stuff where they would have acoustic guitars out. And the reaction from the crowd, because none of these songs were released yet, they were just playing them live for the first times. And uh, the reaction from the crowd was sort of like, all right, yeah, I guess we'll like push to this too, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I guess I'll fucking kill someone in this pit. I have to. Yeah, yeah it was fun, know. though. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I'll have to listen to them now. <laughs> It's it's uh, wild. Uh, it's, yeah. Just, yeah. it's like if Dave Matthews wrote a hardcore record. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> it's and now sick. I never want to go back and listen to it. Oh, it's sick. It's so cool. Cause like I don't know. I I like them a lot, but like just listening to like these like goofy pop songs, but they have that like Baltimore hardcore groove to yeah. it. Yeah. Like oh. we also like all the bands that they like were in or yeah. are currently in too, and which are all like hardcore acts and shit like that so it's like it's like yeah this makes sense for them to be making this now oh why hello interesting (laughs) um okay well uh yeah do we have anything else or i'll just do an outro i think we're all good as long as you guys do you have anything else you want to throw out there or um buy our record please buy our record buy our record <laughs> when you when you buy when you buy records and support bands and buy their merch and come out to their shows you help us uh like a it's a dream and you're helping us live the dream a little bit longer <laughs> <laughs> awesome well uh yeah thank you both for being on the podcast this was Thanks awesome uh we will get you out to chicago at some point and get you a show Ooh. here because yeah That'd be cool. your music's always, dope are there cool diy spots out there there There's, are there are some yeah. left a lot of them it's kind of weird because they got more indie rock okay or like indie pop usually oh, but i know active with booking yeah yeah i mean if you go to like the like em- like empty bottle or like there's some suburban like diy places that are a little bit more open to it mm-hmm. okay so I know that at least there's like two that are, that are like near me personally. Um, but yeah, there's, there's some good potential. I know one <laughs> of the pop punk emo booking companies out here and they'd probably be like, Oh, I take more harder rock okay. music. So yeah. that could be cool. We know, we know enough people to get you somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll send you an email in like a month or two from now. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah, we go. For sure. We'll coordinate. Yeah, well, uh, we appreciate you. Here's my shitty outro now. From all of us here at the Emo Social Club Podcast, I'm Brian. I'm Lizzie. And goodbye.